Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bike Radar Podcast. I am your host today, Simon von Bromley, and I am joined by Oscar Huckle. Now today we are going to discuss Campagnolo's exit from the World Tour, the upper echelon of cycling's road racing calendar. We're going to discuss why we think it might be out of the World Tour, and perhaps more importantly, what it needs to do to get back there and also to get back to its kind of heyday as the premier manufacturer of racing group sets for road bikes. But before we do that, Oscar, how are you doing today? Not too bad, thanks Simon. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you Oscar. Have you been riding much recently? Uh, well, I've, I've uh, recently kick-started 2024's Bib Short group test in January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been so, warm enough. Yeah, I've been quite appreciative of, of the double-digit weather. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, early time to get started. Any uh, riding any bikes equipped with Campagnolo? Uh, not at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but hopefully soon. Sorry, state of affairs. Well, perhaps that has, perhaps we'll discuss why that is in that in this podcast. So, as I kind of already mentioned, Campagnolo is out of the World Tour for 2024, and obviously there are complex, many complex reasons as to why a brand would sponsor a World Tour team, why it wouldn't sponsor a World Tour team, yada yada yada. But let's kind of get the big question out of the way first and dive straight into it. You know, is Campagnolo out of the World Tour, Oscar, because its group sets and its wheels, its kind of general components are no longer competitive with the likes of Shimano or SRAM? I don't think that would be fair to say. Um, so obviously the big thing is that Campagnolo 
released Super Record Wireless uh, in June last year, I think it was. And this is the brand's new uh, top-tier wireless electronic group set. And it was quite different from Super Record 12 EPS that was before it. So now it's fully wireless. Um, so the front and rear derailleurs don't have any wires between them or, or to the shifters. Um, there's a new shifting logic, which attracted quite a lot of controversy. So the thumb shifter is now gone. And instead, you've got two buttons on each shifter, one on top of the other. Um, and one button shifts up the cassette or, or the front derailleur, and the other one does the opposite. Um, and um, new cassette uh, gear ratios, so starting with a 10 tooth before they started with 11, um, among other things as well. Um, but I think the key thing about it is, although it was released last year, so what's that? Eight months ago, June, um, just under. Um, it's not a proven performer yet, so we haven't had it here at Bike Radar yet to test, um, and it hasn't been used in the world tour. So, um, although we don't know how it performs, I, I think it would be um, unfair to say that it's not as good as Shimano or SRAM, for example, because um, the technologies that it uses are comparable, and for example, in many ways better because Shimano still uses wires between the derailleurs and based on the very brief test rides that I had at the media launch last year um, I found a lot to like with it. Yeah I think that's kind of the key point you, you know so I just just to I, I think it has been used in the world tour a bit sparingly I think when we were at the Tour de France last year there were a couple of riders on on uh, Ajay Duzer who they previously sponsored who had um, the new group set but I, I, I think you know it, it's probably going to be an improvement, you know, we haven't had, as Oscar said, we have only had limited time on it on the official launch and we haven't had a group set into test. But I think it's probably fair to say that it's going to be, you know, just in terms of shifting quality, at least as good as the previous super record EPS. And, you know, it's worth remembering that it's only a few years ago now that Tade Pogacar was absolutely, you know, crushing the competition at the Tour de France with, a, you know, a Campagnolo equipped bike. So, you, you know, I, I'm sure there are, there are professional riders out there who have their kind of preferences as to whether they prefer, you know, Campagnolo, Shimano, SRAM, for example. You know, and I've been on press launches where I've seen, you know, former pros turn up with their personal bikes, for example. And, you know, you, you do see a lot of them still using Campagnolo. So I'm sure there are individual preferences. But I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, I, I don't think any team is is turning down Campagnolo from a kind of performance point of view. No, and um, as a side point, its wheels are very competitive. Um, so earlier this week, in fact, Campagnolo just launched its new Bora Ultra WTO and Bora WTO range, which have a bang up to date 23mm internal rim width, which is competitive with the likes of Zip and Envy. Um, so I think I think the wheels are certainly still there as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely the Campagnolo Bora disc wheel is a very popular wheel on the track, for example. Uh, Team GB has, has used that extensively. So, you know, while they perhaps don't shout about their kind of wind tunnel testing and kind of efficiency testing to the, perhaps the same degree as, you know, maybe Zip does, for example, or, you know, Roval or, you know, even Hunt, for example, like, I, I'm sure their wheels are are pretty top-notch in that respect too. So, yeah. So, but I guess that begs the question then, Oscar, you know, if it isn't down to performance, you know, why is Campagnolo out of the world tour? I think ultimately it's down to money. And if the money's not there, then, the camp, well, Campag is unlike to get a platform in professional racing. 
Um, I mean, it's a fact they can't compete financially with the behemoths that are Shimano and SRAM. I mean, Shimano is such a vast company. Um, sponsors 15 of the 18 teams, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, Shimano sponsors the majority of, of world tour teams as, as things stand. Yeah, and then SRAM then mop up with the remaining three, but even SRAM are a, a much bigger brand than, than Campagnolo. I mean, even if you have a look at bikes that are spec'd um, with, with the big freeze group sets, Campag is far more infrequently spec'd than than Shimano or SRAM. And because of that, because because teams are paid to, well, are sponsored to use certain equipment, um, I think Campag can't compete there. And money talks, and if Campag can't match match the deals that Shimano and SRAM are offering, then it's not, well, unfortunately, it's it's that's why they're out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's often, you know, there's a kind of common misconception about the, the kind of elite level of the sport that the riders get to use, you know, all of the best equipment and, and you know, and it's just kind of rarely the case, you know, riders and teams are using a group set, you know, a set of wheels, a bike frame, you know, a power meter, you know, any, anything like that. They're using it because ultimately they're paid to, they're sponsored professionals, you know, riding billboards as the kind of saying often goes. And, you know, outside of kind of, you know, very specific instances where, you know, we might see, for example, at the you know, Tour de France last year, we saw Israel Premier Tech, tech riders using Continental GP5000 STR tyres with the kind of Conti labels, black marker penned out because the team's sponsored by Maxis. You know, it, it, it's very rare that you that you would see, and, and, you know, obviously you can't do that with a group set. And it's unfortunate that, um, so as you said earlier on previously, they sponsored... Um, AG2R and they've now moved to Van Riesel bikes with uh, with Shimano on them. Um, so there's there's more of a move for for a brand to suddenly take up Campag group set and, and wheels, um, and it's more likely the other way round where a different brand will then will then usurp it. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, obviously we're not kind of privy to the kind of sponsorship arrangements of all of the kind of various world tour teams, but it is certainly the case that uh, certain bike brands and certain group set manufacturers have closer relationships, for example. Um, you know, it, it, it's not, it's quite, quite often see specialized bikes spec'd with SRAM group sets in both the World Tour and, say, you know, the Women's World Tour Peloton. So, like you say, I, I think it's kind of, it is it is a money thing. And, and this is perhaps something that's been, you know, going on for a, a long time in the sense that, you know, it, it, I should say at this point, I think we have failed to mention it, but there's an excellent article that Oscar's written on this topic on bikeradar.com. Uh, so do go look that up if you want to read the whole thing. Obviously, we have put a link in the podcast description below so you can follow that. But in that, Oscar, you obviously point out that you know, the vast majority of bikes now sold to amateur riders are going to be spec'd with Shimano or SRAM because basically the duo or that duopoly are just better able to offer competitive prices to brands and so it's kind of just getting rarer and rarer that we see campagnolo spec on consumer bikes and of course if you're you know, selling less group sets to consumers you have less money available to sponsor a world tour team yeah i think i agree with you and you're you're far less likely to see i don't know uh pinarello dogma f special edition bikes with super cool wireless out on the roads than you are your average cannondale sign apps or trek padone or or whatever 
Um, which brings us on to my next point. Um, when I was at the Super Record Wireless launch, um, Davide Campagnolo, who's the grandson of Father Tulio, introduced the new group set um, as the pinnacle of sport luxury. And I wonder if that's the right avenue that Campagnolo should be taking, only appealing to the very pinnacle of the sport with with like a no expenses spared group set um, to show what the brand is capable of. Um, I mean, for me, I think Campagnolo should introduce some cheaper options. So that, uh, and by doing that, that that would be a a strategy in how they would be spec'd on on more bikes. So why isn't Record or Chorus Wireless a thing yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I think it's a really interesting one, and I think it's a problem. I, I, I kind of, you know, obviously instinctively, I, I agree. Like this kind of sports luxury market for cycling, I, I, I wonder how big that market is, and whether it's sustainable for Campagnolo to just just kind of target that. Now, you know, we, we you know we don't know what Campagnolo has planned in the future, and maybe these things that we're you know we'll talk about a bit more about what we'd like to see from them, you know, later in this podcast. You know, maybe they have those things in the pipeline and kind of COVID and, you know, financial crises have just delayed things. But certainly, you know, amongst our audience, we we have detected, you know, a, a lot of kind of concern around the kind of the ballooning prices of bikes and parts and things like that. And, you know, kind of one of the most notable Campagnolo equipped bikes of recent times was a kind of limited edition specialized S-Works Athos with the Campagnolo Super Record Wireless. And that had a recommended retail price of £15,000. Which happened to be the one that I rode at the launch. <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, I'm sure it's a, a, a great bike, but, you know, £15,000 is just a lot, of money. a lot of money for a bike. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Specialized will sell. I, mean, I think, I think you know, it was a limited edition. I think they only made sort of 300 of them or something like that. I'm sure they'll sell those 300, but but it, it does play into this narrative then of Campagnolo only being for kind of rich people and it's a bit exclusive. And then, yeah, if you don't have the kind of new options available at the lower end, you know, I don't know where people, I don't know where people go, you know, that's off, you know, as, as you kind of said there, and as our kind of colleague, Warren Roster, who's also a big uh, fan of Campagnolo has said before, like, if you don't have those lower tier group sets, you know, how does anyone, where's the entry point for the brand? If you have to jump in, at the you know fifteen thousand pound level, you know it's it's hard to see. Well, it's not it's not surprising then that you don't see many bikes equipped with Campagnolo out on the well, road. The group set alone retails for four and a half grand, which yeah, most people wouldn't even spend that on a bike, let alone a group set, would they? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So I mean, what what have Campagnolo offered in the past? You know, what were their entry level group group sets? you know like in the past i'm thinking of you know something like xenon and, and and chorus and things like that and obviously chorus is still part of the range but but there's nothing below that anymore is there uh no so um xenon used to be um the entry level or one of the entry level models along with mirage um, and that was quite popular on some bikes but yeah they discontinued it and you don't see it anymore um and um well sticking with mechanical first uh there was uh, Centaur um, until very recently, which was um, kind of like a 105 competitor, so it was 11 speed. Then you went up to Chorus, uh, Chorus Record and Super Record, and all of those are Campagnolo dubbed racing group sets, and they were all 12 speed. And Chorus, uh, sorry, Chorus was kind of positioned as somewhere between Ortega and Dura Race, but more towards Dura Race, and then the brand regarded record and super record as as dura race or above 
Um, and chorus has always been a popular group set because that's the logical one to go for because it's it's it kind of strikes the balance between well it's expensive but not being overly expensive but the performance is almost just as good as super record and before wireless came out campagnolo had its eps system and when when that was in its 11 speed incarnation there were options uh, all the way down to athena which is also a discontinued group set and Athena was below Chorus. And then when Campagnolo moved to 12-speed, so 12 EPS, um, it only offered Super Record at the very, very top as its electronic group set. And it seems to be following this again with wireless. I really think Campagnolo should offer cheaper electronic options if it wants to stay relevant. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly been a kind of wider trend across the industry in recent years. Obviously, we've seen you know, SRAM really pushing that with its launch of kind of rival access. And then more recently... Uh, Even Apex is now, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Apex access and it's Apex uh, XPLR and stuff like that. And obviously Shimano has recently released uh, 105 DI2 in the last couple of years. Also has a GRX DI2, which kind of sits at a kind of, you know, it, it, it's a kind of nominally well, like or Tegra level. It's yeah. not really Dura-Ace level, which is, I, I always kind of find that kind of like, slightly tangentially. I find that slightly weird. To be honest, I don't really know why they wouldn't launch a Jura Ace level GRX group set. And <laughs> also, GRX DI2 is still 11 speed. There isn't a 12 speed version yet. Yes, in the DI2 form. Yes. Although, you know, we suspect that having seen mechanical GRX 12 speed, must we, be one we suspect yeah. that there must be one coming. But then, you know, we've said that every single year for the last five years about XTR DI2, <laughs> and we haven't had it yet. <laughs> so maybe not. But we'll, yeah, we'll have to kind of wait and see. You know, if Campagnolo isn't going to release or doesn't isn't going to have these kind of more affordable performance options oscar what are people going to do you know i mean like you can talk from personal experience here because you you know you own a campagnolo equipped pinarello dogma gan Gan pinarello gan and i've got i've also got ekar on my gravel bike yeah so but you you know it when you look you know whenever you do you look to upgrade to to a new group set and i i was you know i know how much i earn here and i and it's not enough for a super record wireless group set so you know you're left with a dilemma right what what would you do if you were needing to up upgrade and buy a new group set now uh well if if it was only super record wireless that existed in the range and and campanello axed its mechanical options um, I can't afford four and a half grand on a super record wireless group set, so I'd have to go for something else, which would be a real shame, because I think in many ways, such as the braking, Campagnolo sets itself apart. Mm. But what about you know? Obviously, you know, you say like if the other things were discontinued, is th- would you still then choose a kind of you know be willing to choose a mechanical group set over you know say the electronic offerings from the likes of Shimano and SRAM? Yeah, I mean. Um, that's partly why I chose to spec record twelve on my on my road bike, um, because I I prefer the feel of mechanical shifting generally to electronic, and the ergonomics. Are, um, I really get on with the with the hoods, um, and and I think the braking's class leading. Um, although I have got Ultegra Di two on another bike, um, but I I vastly prefer the the tactile feel of mechanical shifting. Um, so no, if, if I was given free reign to spec a bike um, with with a group set, I'd still probably opt for Campagnolo. Yeah, and that, and I suppose that's the tricky option, though, isn't it? Because if you're, you know, as we've kind of touched on already, if you were buying a, you know, most people are not buying a group set and specking up no. a frame set. So if you were buying a bike, you know, there are there are a few well, options. Exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, it would depend more on the frame for me rather than what groups that comes on it. But as you say, there are there are fewer options with Campag on it, so I suspect I, I would be forced to pick Shimano or SRAM. Yeah. Well, you know, coming kind of coming back to the World Tour thing, it's a kind of reasonable question to ask whether you know if Campagnolo doesn't have the money to kind of compete with Shimano and SRAM in this kind of area, do they actually need to sponsor a World Tour team? I think the brand does because, well, first of all, because of its heritage steeped in racing it's always regarded its top end group sets as as for racers and if it's not being raced then it doesn't really support that claim does it yeah and and i think you know it the kind of key the key point for for me is it's you know it it it, it it's very easy to look at this as a kind of cold financial decision and say you know what's the return on investment of sponsoring a world tour you know if you have to pay out i have no idea how much it costs to sponsor a world tour team but you have to pay out hundreds of thousands of euros to get a team to ride your bike are you going to sell multiple hundreds of thousands of euros worth of group set because of that you know maybe not but Campagnolo is not just, you know, any old any old brand. You know, it's as as you kind of said, its history is in bike racing. You know, if you look at the the list of Tour de France wins, and you know, obviously Tour de France wins doesn't include Giro d'Italia, Vuelta Espana, World Championships. Well, it's by far Ruben, in you, France, do you know what I mean? It? Like yeah. It, yeah, so in in the Tour de France, I believe it has uh, 42 wins, you know, over the kind of the history of the sport. And you know, Shimano's in second place with just with just 12. Now, you know, you might say it's 19 if a certain Lance Armstrong had retained his his victories, but obviously he doesn't. So I suppose those victories don't count. But I think that you know there is um you know and I'm not I can't really count myself as as one of these. I'm perhaps too young to remember Campagnolo's like you know racing heyday as as some of you know some of our older listeners or readers may do. But certainly you know a, a kind of the core aspect of being a Campagnolo fan was you know uh, kind of buying into that as you say the kind of the fact that they made racing groups for racers and it had that like you know it had that real connection to the greats of the sport you know whether it's you know as far back as Eddie Merckx or you know or even more recently with the likes of you know Pantani Jan Ulrich and and you know obviously yeah Pogaccio in 2021 so well and also if if um pro riders aren't using the group set then how are then how's Campagnolo supposed to get pro feedback I mean, that's one of the most useful ways a brand can learn what improvements it needs to make for for when it develops the next generation group set. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because obviously, you know, you know, every brand has their own product testers and things like that. But it is fair to say that you know, pro rider feedback plays a massive role in kind of R and D development. For well, group they're the sets. most demanding of their equipment. Yeah, <laughs> they're riding more than anyone else. You know, and. You know, it's 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 kind of it's there where you, you know stuff just gets pushed to its limits, right? You know, obviously we, you know, we put group sets through their paces here at Bike Radar, but we, you know, we don't. The demands of a kind of elite racer are different to to those for you and I, for example. And you know, if you're as as you kind of, you know, as you've already alluded to, if you're making a group, a group set that you're saying this is for racers. You know, yeah, I, I race a little bit, but I'm certainly not of the caliber of an elite racer. And and like, yeah, like if a group set isn't being tested at the, at the top level, then you know, as as you say, it's not going to be uh, that kind of racing group set. It just it just kind of like it can't really, you know, can't really claim that anymore. Which would be a big shame for you know a brand like Campagnolo. You know, just with our kind of media hat on, I, I think. If you're not in the world tour, you you just you're not guaranteed the kind of same level of coverage. And obviously, 
you know, exposure doesn't put, you know, food on the table. But at, at the same time, you know, big brand or big cycling media, you know, as big as or as small as the kind of cycling media bubble is, if you're not at the world tour, it's hard for Bike Radar or, you know, any of the other kind of, you know, other websites to exist. It's hard for it's hard for us to cover them. Now, obviously, you know, would they send us a press release? We'll still write the news if they if they if they ever send us a group set. You know, I'm sure you, I'm sure we'll look to review it. Um, I mean, it's a shame that in our in our tech galleries, when we go to the Tour de France this year, they're probably not going to feature. No, exactly. And, um, yeah, it's always nice seeing seeing a bike with Campag on or different equipment that, that stands out from the from the sea of Shimano and SRAM. Yeah, absolutely, and, and so so you know they might be at the Giro d'Italia this year, but I believe they sponsor a, a pro, uh, a second tier team, Bardiani. But but other than that, they're going to kind of be conspicuous by their absence. And I think if you're just kind of, you know, if you're not on the shop floor, you're not in the World Tour. It's a kind of self fulfilling problem, isn't it? That you know, yeah, like it, it, uh, it sort of almost feels like they're just kind of. You know, I don't want to say admitting defeat because I'm not suggesting that you know they're going to kind of they're not insolvent or anything like that. And as far as I'm aware, Campagnolo is in fine kind of financial health. But in terms of their kind of presence in the, in the in the sport from a kind of like racing standpoint, it would be a shame if if this was the kind of the end of it. But um, but with that in mind, you know, what does Campagnolo need to do to kind of put itself back in the game, Oscar? You've already kind of mentioned a couple of things that you really like to see. But what are the kind of like the top things that you think are absolutely essential? So I think first and foremost, record or chorus wireless have to come out uh, because otherwise uh, there will continue to be this trend of of there being the odd bike here and there, super record wireless, and that's it. Um, and I think Campagnolo needs to um, reinvest in mechanical shifting, which judging from from what the brand was saying at the super record wireless launch doesn't sound like that's probable. Um, but that could that could really be a way for it to stand out. Um, I mean, Shimano, other than 105, 12 speed, has kind of all all but abandoned mechanical shifting for its road group sets at least. I mean, you've got mechanical shifting on gravel. SRAM, you've only got Apex, Explore, Eagle, which is um, a one-by mechanical gravel group set, so nothing for the road. Everything for the road is uh, electronic. And because Campag, in my opinion, were... Well, they've they really dialed in mechanical shifting with their twelve speed generation. There's still a, an audience for for mechanical shifting. I mean, on the club ride that I was on last weekend, almost everyone was was on mechanical. Um, so just because it's gone away in terms of new uh, new launches doesn't mean that everyday riders aren't using it. Um, and I think it could really carve itself a niche if it if it redeveloped mechanical shifting. Now, one thing that, you know, admittedly, I'm not a kind of Campagnolo expert, but one thing has kind of always seemed to me is that it's it's less of an, an issue kind of these days in a sense, because they have, they have like refined or it has refined its kind of group set range. Like you said, they used to have Xenon, Athena, Chorus, Record, Super Record. I, I wonder if Campagnolo still needs to, you know, record and as you say, Super Record were kind of considered, you know, above Jura Ace. But like for me, as someone who's kind of more au fait with Shimano and SRAM, I've always kind of considered, you know, Super Record to be equivalent to Jura Ace, and then Record to sit somewhere kind of awkwardly <laughs> in between Ultegra and Jura Ace and Chorus. I wonder, you know, is it is it would it be better for them to, 
you know, streamline even more in this, you know, you know, SRAM's kind of does the same thing as Shimano here to an extent, you know, SRAM does red force rival and then, and you know, apex. And then then obviously Shimano does Jura ace, Altegra, 105, Tiagra, you know, those kind of, but would, would, you know, does Campagnolo need to kind of realign its group sets to offer comp- like competitors at those key price points because I feel like Campagnolo is on the back foot in a in a way. Do they need to kind of offer what the because as you say like chorus if it's you know if it's in between Altegra and Jura Ace is does, is that an awkward price point when the person who's got money for Altegra doesn't have quite got money for Jura Ace? Like I'm not sure I agree on that. I think well it's a good thing that Super Record is there for those that want it. And also because it's a showcase of um, of the best that a brand can do, which is going to be used by by the World Tour, which sadly isn't. And then record kind of exists, as you say, equivalent or just above Dura Race. But I think, I mean, I chose record because I wanted the carbon levers over over chorus, and because I think it looks nicer. Um, so. Clearly, I was won by the by its positioning, um, but I think it's a good option for those that want the best but don't want to spend three times the cost on it. Because really, the main difference between the two is that Super Record uses some more um, exotic components um, uh, parts for some of the components in places, um, and Chorus is is a really popular group set um, because it's as as I said, it's kind of the best bang bang for buck versus performance one, although it is still expensive. Previously, uh, Campag had Potenza, which was its um, Altegra competitor, but that never really worked out because it couldn't quite compete on price and um, and it was seldom spec'd. And um, Centaur was its 105 um, competitor. Um, so as much as I'd like to see Campag have lower, lower tier um, group set options, it's never going to compete with Shimano SRAM. It's never going to be seen on as many bikes. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if Campag just sticks with with the Chorus record and Super Record trio. Um, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to see the likes of Xenon um, or something at that price range um, or Veloce again, but the reality is it's never going to compete. Yeah, do you, so do you, so we don't think a kind of like 105 rival access no, because competitors it's, on no, the No, because cards. it's tried that and it hasn't worked. Yeah, even, even not even in a kind of electronic form. But do you think it just, you know, it, take, I, it requires too much? I just don't think much. it can compete. Yeah. So would you like to see, you know, we talk about don't forget about mechanical group sets, for example. Would you like to see mechanical options at that lower end, you know, to kind of offer entry-level points? Or is it just a case of because it would need, you know, they would need to be spec'd on OEM bikes? Um, again, I'd love the option of having that, but I don't think it's realistic. But I would, I would love to see Campag continue to redevelop its mechanical shifting. I mean, there is still room for improvement on on the twelve speed stuff. Um, the front derailleur shifting is a little bit finicky to get used to because it has well, it's 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 just different from Shimano. But there's certainly improvements that can be made there. But um, as a as an overall package, it's it's a really really good option. What do you think about um, you know like compatibility? My my kind of outsider impression of Campagnolo is that if I was to swap you know swap my bike over to it, it could be kind of tricky because 
you know, I might need to swap the free hub on my wheel sets. But or you do that my, for Shimano my smart or SRAM, trainers. Yeah, but it, and obviously, you know, but the, the, the availability of, some, you know, everything comes with a Shimano cassette, basically, and you can always get a SRAM thing. But it, like not every trainer, smart trainer, for example, is a, they, don't, they don't all stock a Campagnolo free hub, for example. Um, you, you know, do you foresee kind of, and yes, I, this is this is a moan I've had with SRAM as well, with its kind of access chains and its, its ecosystem is very cross compatible within itself, but it's not cross compatible with anything else outside of its ecosystem. And and my kind of worry with Campagnolo, you know, it's kind of going, you, you know, part of that compatibility is a worry for you know switching over to Campagnolo. And it's kind of all, you know, that that this isn't, isn't a new problem. But is there anything you would like to see from Campagnolo switching to you know more kind of Yes, like a, a HD free hub standard, or for example, or do you think that it can, you know, likes RAM, it, it can, st- it could still get by by kind of, you know, plowing its own furrow? No, I think I'm happy for it to continue as it is. And if anything, what's really admirable um, about the brand is, for example, when it's so its free hub standard is now called N3W, um, which it introduced when it launched Eckar, um, in order for it to accept the ten tooth starting cog. And what was really good about that was that if you put a spacer on the end, um, you could fit your normal um, 11-speed starting uh, cassette. Um, whereas with, with SRAM, for example, um, when it uh, introduced its XD and XDR free-up standards, that automatically um, meant you couldn't put its old HG, uh, well, use its HG cassettes. And also um, uh, when it launched SRAM Ready to have access, none of the SRAM Red ETAP, the, the original gen, was compatible with it. So I think Campag's actually very good in that, in that it's always tried to prioritise cross-compatibility and backwards compatibility with its older group sets. Fair enough. And I think, you know, one of the things, the other things that Campagnolo has done, you know, really, really well in the last few years, we kind of already touched on this a little bit, is is kind of Eckar, its, mm. its gravel group set. Now that kind of launched a few years ago and it proved a real hit. You know, we reviewed it and we said it, you know, performed really, really well. A very innovative kind of one by only 13 speed uh, mechanical gravel group set. And I think it looks great as well. Uh, we've seen that spec on a lot more bikes, but then things have kind of gone a little bit quiet in the last couple of years. And I, I think we maybe expected Campagnolo to build on that. We've not seen much, you know, wh- what would you like to see in that vein? So I think Eckar worked really well despite not being a premium group set. So when it was announced, it was uh, supposed to to be well to kind of sit just under chorus in terms of performance, and it's been a real hit for the brand. And I think why why it was a hit was because it managed to set itself apart from from um, Shimano or SRAM um, with with being 13 speed, for example, with its um, innovative gear ratios at the time. Um, so perhaps Campag just needs to do something different for the road, um, and that might that might um, propel it. Um, but in terms of what new gravel stuff I want to see, Eckhart's still great. Um, if there were to be an update on that, that would be really good. Um, I think a lot of people um, would like to see Eckhart EPS or Eckhart Wireless, um, if it's going to use its new electronic shifting technology um i mean grxdi2 and um and sram force access and ready to um explore access are both very popular so campag have a slice of the pie if it has a if it has a competitor that's electronic 
How about a kind of, you know, one thing that's always got me thinking about Eckhart is that one of our uh, wonderful colleagues who doesn't work in the editorial team here at Byte Radar, but um, works in just a different part of the company, Pete Sampson. We featured his bike on Byte Radar before, but it's a kind of giant TCR gravel build with uh, an Eckhart, you know, one by group set. It's quite something. It's really something. You should, you know, well, again, we'll put a link to that in the podcast description. Um, so you should go go check that out. My kind of point with it, though, is that, yeah, so, you know, the TCR is a road bike. The TCR is a pure road bike. And I've been on road rides with Pete, you know, on this bike where you know, he has not been noticeably undergeared, uh, you know, or overgeared. And, and you know, it, it, did, it did kind of raise a question in my mind of like, well, you know, just because this is nominally a gravel group, there's a lot here that could be ported over to, say, a 13-speed you know, mechanical Campagnolo road group set. You know, is is that the kind of thing you'd be wanting from an like a, you know an updated mechanical group set from Campagnolo? I don't think it necessarily needs to be thirteen speed, um, because on the road you'd probably have a two by front derailleur. I think I think all the brands should should equalise at twelve. Um, Why is that? Well, because otherwise it's a game. Well, it's a game of one upmanship of of brands trying to improve um, or better. Or better the other. I don't have any problem with, with the jumps between gears on twelve speed, and I don't think I would particularly notice a difference on thirteen. I think on one bike it makes sense because the jumps are bigger because you have to have the same or same or similar range w- w- without a front derailleur. Um, but I don't think this is, it necessarily needs to have that on the road. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp as you, and I don't necessarily think they need to do it from a kind of performance point of view. I just think it would be really kind of, you know, from, with my kind of media hat on and the amount of page it view. It would certainly differentiate it, would Yeah, it? the kind of page view clicks, you know, a 13-speed, two-by road group set. And, and I'm just kind of thinking of the th- the weird things that you could do with that, much re- with that much range, you know. One of the things that Campagnolo has done with its super record wireless group set, as you said earlier, Oscar, is to... Um, They've they've updated the kind of gear ratio, so you have the yeah the ten two sprocket at the rear. The cassettes finish at a twenty ninety, which is comparatively tiny compared to the likes of you know uh, Shimano and SRAM. But then that's paired with I very. I think there is a thirty two option. Is there a thirty two? Yeah. Okay, but it's paired with very small chain rings at the front, isn't it? And that's how smaller, yeah, yeah. That's how you get the kind of you know the the, the high end, the low end gears. It'd be interesting to see if you know you could have tightly spaced two by ratios with thirteen speeds. So you could have you know I don't know like a yeah a thirty eight fifty or thirty eight fifty tooth chainring combination that's very tight shifts really really well, and then have a like a massive you know yeah and like ten to you know forty tooth cassette at the back like a gravel cassette almost. You know I I've gotten really used to riding like wide range cassettes on my road bikes in recent years and 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 i agree it's not necessarily that the jumps between between the gears are especially noticeable with 11 or even you know or 12 no. or even 11 speed but having that extra cog does help in that kind of that lower end of the cassette what i really like about ekar is that the first i think it's the first five five um cogs are, are one tooth jumps um and that really really makes sense when you're when you're descending for example or or if Pete's on a fast group ride, in that he isn't being compromised um, at the faster end if he if he needs to change gear. Yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah. I think that's you know that's something that Shimano was very slow at kind of cottoning on onto, and um, you know yeah, Campagnolo and SRAM were on that with their kind of previous generation group set. So yeah, I would absolutely agree. Yeah, I think I personally would probably struggle to have a car on the road um, because, well, how I've spec'd it on my gravel bike is that I've got quite a small chain ring. 
um, because I like to go bike packing, and and those gear ratios wouldn't really work for me on the road because I'd, I'd, I'd probably spin them out on a on a, on a descent. But it is, it is an interesting idea, and if it works for Pete, then that's a good thing. Would you like you'd want the thumb shifter? I assume. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know why do you why do you think the kind of getting rid of the thumb shifter? is kind of proved so controversial i I know it's obviously like an iconic feature but is the kind of obviously it's not campagnolo's first electronic group set but is the kind of is it should campagnolo just replicate what it did with mechanical for its electronic group sets or is it better to kind of just reset things um that's a really good question uh so well i've only ridden the group set briefly um but from my initial first ride review i wasn't sure on the new ergonomics um but that's the same of anything i yeah. just need time to to ride it and and see if i can live without it but the thumb shifter always made sense because for me out of the out of the big three campanella shifting logic was the most well was the most obvious you had one button for, for up shifting which was integrated into the into the lever and then you had a separate thumb shifter to shift down Whereas both fun- both functions um, are part of the shifter paddles on Shimano and SRAM, and for it to kind of do a similar thing just seems to overcomplicate things for me. But on the launch, Campagnolo was saying uh, for Supercool Wireless that was um, Campagnolo was saying that um, from from uh, pro and consumer feedback there was a fifty fifty split on those that liked and those that didn't like the thumb shifter, and that's why I chose to get rid of it. Yeah, I think it's a really tricky one. I mean. My kind of, as you, as you say, you know, they're kind of they've moved closer to Shimano and SRAM, and and in, in a way, I can I can kind of see why they've done that because they you know, they, pro- they probably think it appeals more to a wider audience who are more used to other brands' electronic group sets. But yeah, you undoubtedly it's you know it, it's going to alienate some core fans such as yourself who who really liked the fact that it was different and that was a, a selling point. They'd also have to probably completely redesign the innards of the shifter if they're going to if they're going to copy the same shifting logic on um on for a for a hypothetical mechanical group set because of the way the the thumb shifter works um to to shift the 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 chain down the cassette yeah i think one of the, one of the interesting things with uh, the thumb shifter that, uh, that kind of ekar mechanical sold was that like a you know shifting from the drops always i guess you know shifting the thumb shifter from the drops was always slightly trickier not for me but, but I've never, never really got that really uh, okay <laughs> yeah and and i because I, I wondered if that was why they did it in the sense that you know modern electronic group sets from shimano and sram offer you know you can it, it, both shifter buttons are accessible from kind of any point on the handlebar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe that's a kind of overplayed issue. Yeah. I mean, I've got no problem when I'm on the drops kind of canting my thumb around to then give the, the thumb shifter a whack to shift down. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, do we, do we have any kind of, you know, obviously we, you said, you know, Camp- earlier earlier this week, Campagnolo has just launched a kind of new range of its you know, Bora WTO wheels. You know, it looks like Campagnolo is, you know, is still going to be you know, pumping out these kind of high-end products for racers that are progressive. I mean, twenty-three mil, like I said earlier on, is comparable to to, to Zip and Envy and all the other big brands. So um, it's 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 on trend. It was at the moment, I would say. Do we have any kind of indication as to whether Campagnolo, you know, wants to retain its position as a kind of racers group sets? Um. Well, I can only assume it does because that, that that that's always what it stood for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we just have to wait and see. Really, I I, th- I think like 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 you said, Oscar, we we would really love to see more from Campagnolo, and 
you know, hopefully this is just kind of something of a blip. And it, you know, it is it is fair to say that you know, many big launches over the past few years were delayed by by COVID and and all of that stuff. And you know, we we put down in one of our tech predictions that uh, you know Campagnolo was going to lose its spot kind of amongst the big three. And I think you could make an argument. You know, this kind of caused a little bit of controversy in the comments on on our you know twenty twenty four tech wasn't it? Yeah, right in back, our yeah. twenty twenty four tech predictions article, because you know Jack said he was predicting the sort of demise of Campagnolo, and I think a lot of people took that to say that we felt they were going to you know somehow just disappear off the face of the earth because they were going to be insolvent. And no, don't that isn't what we meant. I've, obviously, demise has a you know, a specific meaning. I think we were perhaps taking artistic license with words. But I, I think it is fair to say that, you know, Campagnolo is, has has lost its spot as the kind of one of the big free group set manufacturers, uh, for, at least for the time being. It, but it is it definitely could still get that back. But we, we do want to see more, don't we? Yeah, but that said, sometimes the best brands are the ones that face um, adversity, Um and Campagnolo was late to hydraulic disc brakes, uh, but then it came along and developed them. And, and in my opinion, they're the best of the three. And that opinion is shared with, with quite a few others as well. So who knows? Maybe it's just the thing that Campagnolo needs to, to rise out of the ashes. Well, hopefully. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, then I would recommend going to bikeradar.com to read Oscar's full feature on this topic. Obviously, we put a link in the podcast description below, as I said earlier. If you do have any thoughts, comments, or questions on this topic, then obviously do leave a comment on uh, Oscar's feature, or you can send us an email at podcast at bikeradar.com, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Of course, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Bike Radar podcast for more like this. And if you're feeling really, really lovely, leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice as that helps us reach more cyclists. Oscar, thank you very much. Thanks, Simon. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode.